Welcome back to another episode. And today joining me is Jerry Sarita. How's it going, man? Uh, it's going great. Um, you know, lots of good stuff going on for us. So I'm super pumped about that. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm happy things are opening up. I keep saying this in all the interviews, but I'm happy. <laughs> it's, it's been a surreal, uh, you know, 16, 17 months. I can't believe that in my lifetime, I had to, had to experience something like this. I mean, it really, it's really tested the resiliency of uh, society, I think, as a whole, in terms of, um, you know, financial stability, mental health. It's, it's been awful for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, hopefully the sunrise is coming and, and things will get a little bit closer to normal. Absolutely. It's, it's really taught me like to, I'm a social butterfly. So I used to always go out, do things. And now I'm kind of like, Hey, let's just go out, go for a walk. And, you know, that's kind of, it's really taught me to love nature a lot more, I think. And, you know, kind of. That's a good good point. And I think a lot of people, um, because I'm originally from Manitoba and, uh, you know, I was back there last summer and I really got to see a lot of people, you know, being out in nature and moving around to the point where, campgrounds for, for the first time that I can ever remember Manitoba's campgrounds were, were slammed full every weekend. So you couldn't, you couldn't get a place to even go for a picnic, let alone camp for the weekend. Right. So it was, it's really taking people back to nature. And, and that's a good thing too. You know, I think we sometimes forget how beautiful our country is and, you know, we're always, we're always dead set on going to visit uh, Europe or, you know, Mexico and, our own backyard is beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, I'm doing a lot more in the river Valley we have here and it's uh, yeah, I'm loving it. I'd rather do that than go to a nightclub or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. I, you know, Alberta's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Edmonton's beautiful. Uh, so many things to see, so many things to do. And the people are wonderful too. For sure. My, uh, my, my first, uh, it was my first month in, in, uh, in Alberta. So I, I was rocking my Manitoba license plate, just getting settled in. And I was, I parked on the side of the streets and some guy pulled up and he rolled down his window. And I thought maybe I was in the wrong, parked in the wrong place. And so I rolled down my window. I was like, hello. He's like, Hey, he's like, welcome to Alberta. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, I saw your Manitoba license plate. He's like, you guys are nice people. He's like, we like having you here. He's like, welcome. He's like, hope you have a good time. I was like, did that just happen? I was wow. like, well, I thought friendly Manitoba. This trumps anything I've ever seen in Manitoba. So wow. I wouldn't. That's crazy. That shocks me. That's awesome. I know. I said, hey, well, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I don't even know if I would do that. <laughs> it, it was a great introduction. And I mean, I've, I was kind of loving the vibe of the city off the beginning. And then that was just the icing on the cake. I was like, yeah, man, I, I can get used to this place. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, man. Um, all right. For starters, for those who don't know, tell us more about yourself. And you said you're from Manitoba, but tell us a little bit about yourself here. Yeah, I'm a, I'm an, I'm a Métis uh, country boy from Manitoba. I grew up uh, about four hours North um, in uh, in a place called Dauphin, Manitoba, where we have a Dauphin's Country Fest. Uh, it's kind of like, uh, you know, Big Valley Jamboree. Uh, it's one of those big, big ticket events. And uh, so I grew up with country music. I grew up loving country. 
Um, and I grew up embracing both, uh, you know, the country boy living, uh, you know, we had a farm and I grew up embracing kind of my indigenous background where I was always hunting, fishing, trapping, and, and, you know, learning to live off the land. So that was a big part of who I was, uh, growing up. And, uh, I started out in music when I first started, um, all I sang, uh, at karaoke when I got the nerve up was, uh, Garth Brooks stuff. So my first paid gig was actually as a, uh, Garth Brooks impersonator. Nice. And then, <laughs> and then, um, you know, I finally got to one place where I entered a contest and I ended up winning that contest. Um, and what they did is they paid for me to have an, an original song recorded. So I got to go into the studio for the first time in my life, uh, record one of my own songs, work with some professionals. And that's really where I, uh, you know, I love music my whole life, but I never thought of it as a, as a career. That's where I got hooked was right then and there. I loved every minute of it. And I've never stopped ever since then. So, you know, I've been through a couple of albums uh, in Manitoba. And then I, I called up a buddy of mine in, in Calgary, Alberta, uh, Troy Kokel. He's a singer-songwriter, uh, multi-award winner. And I was just asking, I was like, hey, man, long time no chat. You know, I'd like to write some songs with you. And uh, I'm kind of looking for a new producer. Do you know anybody out in Alberta? I'd like to work with somebody out there. And, and Troy said, well, actually, I'm kind of starting to do a little bit of producing. He's like, would you want to give it a shot with me? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I would for sure. So we did uh, a couple of songs. Um, you know, we started out with uh, a couple that we released to radio, uh, a song called Undam Winded and a song called Don't Mind If I Do. And worked with Troy on those and they came out better than I could have ever hoped for. And, you know, that was it. Uh, we finished off that album uh, titled Don't Mind If I Do and we released that one. Um, and I moved out to Alberta and I've been out in Alberta and uh, working on music and, and working with Troy and, you know, just moving forward, writing, singing, not performing this past 16 months, but uh, we're looking forward to doing that as soon as we can. I mean, we're, we're chomping at the bit, so to speak. And we, we want to get out there. Don't matter where, if it's a campfire, we'll take it. It's uh, absolutely. We just want to play. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. And you're saying, so you're in Edmonton or are you in Calgary now? I'm in Edmonton. Yeah. In Edmonton now. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. And uh, okay. So going with your story a little bit more, you were also a former teacher, right? Yeah, I was a former teacher. Yeah. Um, I taught for, for many years and then uh, I took a couple of years off and I went back to university uh, I focused a bit more on music. Uh, that was around the time that we released another album way back when. And I went back to university and got my master's degree and got my counseling certification uh, just because I was working with a lot of uh, alternative youth uh, at risk and, and stu students who were really uh, struggling with, with life and with addiction and with multiple problems. So to me, it was important that I had the right skills to be able to support them, which is why I went back and got, got into counseling. So, you know, I did that for a while and then, uh, I love it. And, you know, I, I still love working with youth. I still love working with people. Yeah. 
but uh, it got to the point where, you know, I came out here and uh, just been working on music now and, and enjoying, enjoying that, but, but still knowing that uh, uh, there's a lot of youth out there who are struggling. And uh, I'm hoping that, you know, through music and through arts, uh, they can find an outlet for themselves to, to, to find a way to cope with, you know, any mental health issues they have or, or any struggles that they have and know that there are people out there who care because I still care. I mean, I still go to bed at night thinking about some of the students that uh, I worked with and, and I'm hoping praying that they, that they're doing well. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Um, okay. And quarantine, let's talk quarantine. I know we're talking a little bit about it. Uh, what do you find were some of your biggest struggles? My biggest struggles I would say is, um, you know, we did it. We did some songwriting. We did some producing and stuff while uh, the whole quarantine was going on. But there's an energy when you can get into a room with a bunch of people to write songs with. Uh, so we struggled with that in terms of I, I, I'm a people person. I need to be around people. Yeah. I struggled with the live shows. I mean, that is uh, as much as I love writing music, as much as I love playing music, being on stage and being able to be with people and share an experience with the people in the, in the audience is it's always been the main draw for me in terms of what, what has kept me in music and what has kept me uh, in an industry where, you know, you hear more no's than you hear yeses. And it's, it's a daunting task, but I love getting out there and, and being able to interact with the people who love the music. Absolutely. Okay. And you're talking about the no's. I, you know, that's one thing I, I, I'll never take in this industry. I'll never take no as a no. I usually take it as a, not right now. That's I, I love the way you phrase that because that's when I was teaching, that's what I always used to tell people. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd be working with students uh, in multiple subjects and they, they would tell me they couldn't do this. And I'd say, you can do it. I said, it just takes work. I said, and even if you can't do it, you can just not yet. I said, this, it's a growth period. And I always used to, I always used to have this little analogy where, I used to tell my students, you know, when you were young, I said, and you went to take your first few steps, you went to say your first few words, you probably didn't get it right for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, nobody ever told you you couldn't. And if they did, you didn't understand it. So that resiliency, that ability to get back up and keep trying is what makes people succeed. And people put too much into the belief of others. And th this industry is tough. Um, and I, I've always told people, like, when we release a song, I, I connect with as many people as I can to get feedback. And uh, I, I've, I'm building a relationship with, the, with radio and industry where I want them to know they can be honest with me. I mean, if they absolutely hate it, cool. Yep. What do you hate about it? Like, what would you like to see different? And, you know, I can take that back to Troy and the team, and we can see if we agree or if we disagree, because, you know, sometimes we will agree, sometimes we'll disagree, but that feedback is important for us to be able to critically analyze and look at our own progression and to see what we've done and what we could do better. And uh, it, it's a growth phase. So we're, we're in it, we're in it uh, to stay. So uh, the more we can learn and the more people that understand they can be honest with me and it's not, it's not, it breaks my heart a little bit, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I know, I know they're being honest and I know that uh, music is a, it's a flavor, you know, 
not everybody likes the same flavor and that's cool. I mean, that's why music is so diverse and why the artists in the industry are so diverse. And so it's, it's just something that uh, you kind of go with the flow. Yeah, absolutely. It's even like when I do some video work, I'm just, I'm very, I'd rather you tell me, oh, no, I don't like how this looks instead of kind of pumping my tires a little bit and, oh, this looks great. But then you go say something over here kind of differently, right? So there's that, there's that. And then along with anything else, interviews, if I get it, the answer, no, I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? What, what am I missing? What do I need to fix? How do I, you know, how do I capitalize? Right. So I'll never, I'll never take no as a no. No, it's, I've always told people feel free, like anybody in anywhere, uh, you know, they can always hit me up, uh, industry people, uh, fans, enemies, people who hate me. I don't care. Let me know what you think. Send me your, your information. Uh, I'd rather you come to me directly than, you know, go on my YouTube videos and post something that's mean and malicious. Just tell me if you don't like it. That's cool. I'm yep. not going to yell back. I'm going to say, well, what don't you like about it? Cause I'd like to know what you don't like. If you don't like me, well, uh, yeah, you can't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but I'm willing to learn. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool, man. Um, all right, let's talk music. First, I want to congratulate you. We're talking about Don't Mind If I Do, which uh, you just won album of the year. With that. Yeah, we did. Uh, we won best uh, country album at the uh, Summer Solstice Indigenous Music Awards. And uh, wow, I I logged in. It was a virtual award show and... Uh, Probably one of the worst uh, on-the-spot interviews I've ever had because I was not expecting to win. I was in a category with people that I absolutely admire and respect, and they said my name, and I just thought they were trying to see if I was uh, conscious or not. <laughs> I was just sitting there. there. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, are you talking to me? What? Who, who won? I was like, <laughs> I won. And then I was like, oh, wow. Uh, so it was a... It was 30 seconds of me uh, stammering on about uh, thanking people and being absolutely in shock. So it was a great way to start off this new, because um, that was the first project they did with Troy. And that was a great win for both of us to uh, the first album that Troy fully produced and uh, my first uh, attempt working with him, plus my first time winning a country album. So it was a lot of firsts and it was a lot of awesomeness. And uh, that was a great way for us to kind of start off our summer uh, promotion. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's amazing, man. Congratulations. And, uh, but now you have a new album out. Yeah. It, after, right after that, um, it was uh, a week after that, a week and a half, two weeks after that, sorry. Yeah. Two weeks after that, we, we released a brand new album called classic country couple, which is also the title track, which was released. Um, officially it was released on uh, June 21st, which is uh, indigenous people's day. Yes. And that was kind of a nod to uh, the fact my, my indigenous background as well as Troy is also indigenous. So that was kind of a way for us to celebrate that. And after we had planned to release it on that day and shoot for that day as a release date, uh, I was reached out to by uh, the Aboriginal People's Television Network, APTN, and they asked if we'd like to be a part of uh, Indigenous Day Live, 
which this year, rather than being live like it normally is every other year in multi-stages across Canada, it was going to be filmed, pre-recorded, and then released on June 20th, which would be the day before our song release. So I was like, whoa, that's crazy. So we went there, we performed uh, all pandemic protocols in place. I mean, we were all masked up. Yeah. Uh, all the cast, uh, the people filming, all, all the audio engineers, they were all masked up. And uh, the band was distanced. And then as soon as they said, cameras roll, the masks came off and we went. Yeah. Uh, and we did one song at a time. And that was actually the official debut of Classic Country Couple, the song, as well as some, as some of the tunes on the album we also played and uh, APTN got to debut that, which was fantastic. They debuted it the night, the evening before we released the single, which was, uh, again, it just, everything kind of seemed to click together. And it was a great way for us to start the summer, a shock. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's all good signs. I think this is just a good indicator that I'm working with good people and uh, we got good things coming. So, you know, I'm very thankful to Troy for, he always thanks me for saying, thanks for giving me a shot to produce. And I always tell him, no, man, thanks for your, your wisdom, your knowledge for, for helping me as well. Cause he's, he's a heck of a great guy and killer songwriter. So, I mean, to be able to work with him has been a big learning experience for me too. And uh, we get along well together. So that makes it just, a pleasure every time we get down to do some music. Absolutely. No, he's a great guy. And even just hanging out with the guy, it's, it's, it's a good time. So that's awesome. Yeah, awesome. Um, sweet. Okay. So tell us a little bit more about the album, kind of what it's about and how you, how it all came together. You know, it was kind of uh, some songs that when I first connected with Troy, uh, we, we started talking right away about songs and uh, we, we started planning times to write songs. And uh, we had some songs to, to kind of do the Don't Mind If I Do project. So that was already, we were working on that. But while that was going on, we were thinking about this new project and we were moving forward with it. So we started out trying to do some Skype because I was in Edmonton. He was in Calgary. We would Skype once a week and we'd try to write some songs. And we were doing okay. I think we wrote a couple of them but it was a really really slow process so you know you like to have as many songs kind of in in the can as as you can get so that when it comes time to decide what's going to make the album what's not you have you have a good selection to choose from so absolutely finally troy said okay i have an idea he's like you come down to calgary for the weekend this was pre-pandemic you come down to calgary for the weekend he's like stay at our place he's like uh I'll invite over some of my songwriter friends and uh, we'll start writing. So the first time I went there, uh, I think it was me, uh, uh, Bobby Wills and uh, a couple of other people. And we had a couple writing rooms going on where I wrote with a group of people in the morning. And then I wrote with a couple people in the afternoon. Uh, We did that Saturday and we did that Sunday. So at the end of the weekend, uh, both Bobby and I walked away with, you know, three or four songs that were written. Wow. And we did that a couple more times. And each time we went, it seemed like there was more writing rooms and there was more people involved. So, you know, the next time I went, uh, 
there was a whole bunch of songwriters and a whole bunch of uh, established artists and multi writing rooms. And some of the writing rooms had people Skyping in from Nashville. And again, it, we did that a couple of times and every weekend we would walk away with three or four songs. So, you know, after doing that three or four times, we had 20, 20 ish songs, which is a great number to choose from where you can go back and say, really like this one, not really sure about this one. So that's kind of how we pieced together uh, the classic country couple yeah. album. And uh, we put everything together. Uh, and it, it just kind of all fit. It's kind of, I, I would think the progression of my music because the, the album starts off with a song that we released to radio trailers rocking, which is really a party anthem. Uh, and it's followed up but like it starts moving through the progression of songs that we'd released. Uh, it takes you from that party to uh, some lost love to some found love to, you know, classic country couple, which is our, our title track. And it was, I, I like to think of it as me letting people know, because I took a, a hiatus from releasing albums right. in between uh, turn the country on and writing with Troy. So I wanted people to know that, if you go check out my turn the country on album, all you, you got a lot of party songs on there and morning after the night before I ain't learned nothing yet. And, uh, I just wanted to catch people up on where my life's went since, uh, I kind of dipped out of the music industry for a while, you know, yeah. I went from that party guy to, to, you know, finding love to losing love to finding love to just the evolution of music, uh, tried to cram it all into one album. And, uh, to be honest, we're, we're super pumped to have that released and we're we're all about promoting it right now. We have a, an actual virtual concert. We have a few virtual concerts coming up all summer, um, as well as uh, the music video for Classic Country Couple will be coming out soon. And we're already two songs into the next album. So that process is not stopping. We are, we're full tilt. I was going to say, not wasting any time. <laughs> no, no. no. Awesome. What's your favorite song off the album and why? My favorite song off the album, I think it's a toss-up between Classic Country Couple, which not only is it about a classic country couple and about that guy speaking to a woman that he sees kind of being mistreated by a guy and saying, you know, you, you deserve better than that. Because I've seen that a lot in my life where you, I have, I've had some girlfriends where, you know, you, you see them with their boyfriends and it just, they don't, they deserve better than that. And Absolutely. it it's that, that song really resonates with me because I, my grandmother, and grandfather were together from teenagers right up until they passed and they never stopped loving each other. You know, I remember my grandfather got sick uh, to the point where he, he was in a home and he couldn't really speak, uh, but, you know, for seven years, he was like that. Couldn't really communicate even uh, physically with people. Wow. But uh, my grandmother never missed a day. Seven years, that love continued. She was there every day to see him, never missed it. And that, that just showed how much that love was between them. And that's why Classic Country Couple is, was the title track. Like, it's kind of a shout out to my grandparents. And I know they're looking down. Uh, encouraging me and, and 
wanting me to keep going forward. My grandmother's the one who taught me my first guitar chords. Oh, wow. She was always the first one to say, did you write any new songs? Play them for me. Oh, I didn't write any new songs. We'll play something old. It, she was always there pumping me up. Wow. That's amazing, man. Amazing. Well, yeah, that song. And then uh, a quick one is You Got It is another one of my favorite tunes of that album. It's a tune that I wrote with uh, Troy Copel and uh, a guy from Texas, Willie Mack. Okay. And uh, it's a very, very simple, basic song about a guy telling a girl, you know, everything about you is what I love. Like, don't know what it is, but you got it. You got it. Just everything, you yeah. know, your smile, your laugh, the way you move, the way you talk, the way you just everything about you is, is you got it. Like, and, and that one, I just loved its simplicity. And, uh, that was one of the ones that we talked back and forth about, uh, because, you know, I know in discussions, we said, well, we have better songs lyrically, but I said, no, man, I love the simplicity. And I love that open honestness of one guy just telling a girl, everything about you is what I want. And that you don't have to be a poet to say that you just have to mean it. Absolutely. Okay. And that one, is it, is that one about someone specific? That one is about somebody specific. Yeah. It, it always is. There is always somebody. Always, specific. Yeah. Do they know? They know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll leave it at that. I won't dig too far. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man. I'll, I'm going to dig a little, little deeper i guess um you have you've had some great success in the past you're having great success now um however we were talking earlier and you've had you've had some troubles with producers managers finding team members um but what i want to know is is what kept you going um to kind of to come to find this team that you have now and having the great success because i know in the industry when someone has someone that just kind of treats them like crap or whatever, they think everyone's like that in the industry, or they just, they just want to quit. They're crying. They, they get told bad news. So what kept you going to kind of, you know, you know, and this is a story that I don't often talk about, but people wonder why I disappeared for a while. And it wasn't because I didn't have people I could work with, but you're right. I got frustrated with the people I was working with and, um, it, it was no longer an enjoyable experience for me because they were trying to shape me. They were trying to mold me. Right. They were always like, where's my money? Like it was really, really uh, driven by the wrong uh, engine. So I, I, I'm not that person. I'm a caring person. I like to work with caring people and I like people to care about the music and about the people involved. So I really got a sour taste after that. And I did disappear for a while. And I said, I, I can't do this right now because I personally felt that when I was hitting the stage, I wasn't as passionate about it at that time as I was when I started. And to me, that meant a whole lot because if I can't be honest with the fans, then I'm really hitting bottom, bottom of the barrel. Right. Cause that is that's everything without, without the fans, without people listening and coming to your shows and enjoying your music and, you know, following you and, and encouraging you to do better. You're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So I disappeared and it took me a while to kind of 
you know, I went back to focusing on teaching and focusing on bettering myself as a person. And, you know, I started working on some other projects again and I never did fully give up. I tried different producers, but the passion just wasn't there. And then when I hit, when I started working with Troy, I mean, wonderful him, him and Joni, his wife, super wonderful people, people that you want to be friends with people that you want to stay in touch with people that, you know, they'll reach out to you if they think you're having a bad day, just to check in on you. Like, really good people and when you're working with good people when you have good people around you in your team you know what i'm back to loving every minute of this the successes the failures the the right flops on your face it doesn't matter it's it's an enjoyable experience and every time even if i get a little frustrated about something which isn't often troy will be like jerry he you know we're doing well we're he's like these wheels turn slow he's like as long as we keep making music he said that you and i are passionate about and that you and i love he's like he's like the people around you will love it too he's like and that's that's what's important he's like so i i love that he keeps being a factor in in grounding me again and saying let's keep the eyes on the prize which is good music you know we may not always fit the country mold because that's not what we're trying to do. We're not trying to fit that perfect little country mold. Yeah. Uh, but we're we're make, we're testing the boundaries and we're making good music and uh, we're loving every minute of it. So I love when he reminds me because I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right, Troy. I get it. But uh, for sure, yeah, because you guys are moving together. It's not like yeah. you're saying you have producer here, manager here, this here. So it, yeah. uh, yeah, that's, that's great, man. Good to hear. Um, yeah. I just wanted to find out like what kept you going to come back and it's, it's that passion. I mean, music is, I grew up with music. Music has always been important to me and my family. Uh, so music for me never stopped, but giving my music to the world, what I needed to wait until I was super passionate about doing that again before I could, bring it forth to people and and know that when i hit the stage and when i write a song and when i sing a song i'm being honest i'm not lying to people right um where i felt previously the direction i was heading was kind of a false facade it wasn't who i was it wasn't who i wanted to be it was what others wanted me to be and i wanted nothing to do with that so i was always there i just needed to find the right people to understand my dream and share that with me to move it forward. Perfect. All right. All right, man. Uh, with all this success, new album, what's next for you? You know, uh, we're going to work this summer on promoting this single, um, getting the music video out, getting some virtual concerts out so people can connect, uh, work on booking some live shows for the fall so people can see us in person. Perfect. And as I said, we are, full steam ahead thinking about working on and planning the next project so all of that is it's in the works it's in the mix uh and i can't wait to share that with people but for right now our focus is this this album and this single and it's different but i hope people enjoy it because that's that's what's 
you're going to come to expect from us is we're going to try a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And uh, as long as we enjoy it, I think people will too. Cool. All right, man. Last thing, tell everyone where they can find you on social media. The best place to find us on social media is go to jerrysereda.com. That's J-E-R-R-Y-S-E-R-E-D-A.com. All links to all social is on there. Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, uh, Instagram. Feel free to add us up on one, two, all of them. And I, if you send us a message, it'll come to me. I will respond because I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know what you have to say. Uh, even if you want to say hi, if you want to know where to find more about us, you can ask me that too. I'm, I'm an open book when it comes to answering questions. Perfect. Love it. All right, guys, go grab his newest album, Classic Country Couple. And Jerry, man, thanks so much for taking the time today. Uh, thank you. It's, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today. And uh, I really appreciate this opportunity. And, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing everybody live very soon. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's stay in touch. And uh, I mean, you work in lots with Troy. I see Troy every now and then. So I'm, I'm sure we'll run into each other at some point. I'm sure we will. All right, man. Well, you take care and yeah, we'll, we'll talk soon. Sounds good. All right. Have a good one.